This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, friends. This is Annie Grace at This Naked Mind. I am the author of This Naked Mind, and I answer readers' questions here on Facebook. And if you want to start reading the book, if you're curious, you can download the first chapters free at www.thisnakedmind.com. And today's question comes from Laura. She says, is it possible to go back in a couple of years to drinking normal like I used to, um, a low key, not very important part of my life, or have I actually crossed the line to where drinking is now over forever? I certainly now drink every night to zone out but I'd like to go back to having the occasional glass of wine. Is that possible someday? And I think that this is a really good question. Um, And I think to answer it, we have to start by thinking about what was it like when you were an occasional drinker? And when you were just drinking on occasion, you know, that occasional glass of wine, which to me maybe means twice a month or something like that, you weren't probably thinking about it very much. It certainly wasn't an important part of your life and you absolutely weren't using it on a daily basis to zone out, which is in effect self-medicating. And I think that is when things get really tricky with alcohol, is that um, there's tons of people who can drink socially, but when you start using alcohol to relieve stress or to deal with things in your life, then your life becomes more stressful because there's never a reason not to drink and there's always something stressful around the corner and you develop an addiction. And, And at that stage, I think you know there's a lot of underlying things that probably need to be addressed. So I'm going to get into this answer, but before I do, I just want to say that I'm never one to kind of ignore the studies, and there's been studies done on this, and um, there was a study done by the National Institute of Alcoholism and Abuse, and it studied a bunch of people who quit sort of spontaneously, and they went back to, um, they just stopped drinking overall, or they went back to drinking over a few years time at moderate non-harmful levels to them. And then the study didn't follow them on, so it didn't didn't show if they fell back in the trap, because again, remember the thing about alcohol is that it builds a tolerance, and so you drink more over time to get that same effect. So one glass of wine, you know, if you hadn't drank in three years, might be just fine, but if you fast forward and you're doing one glass of wine on occasion, suddenly you're gonna need two glasses of wine to get the same effect. So this study didn't study people over the long term, but it does say that there is some evidence for this. And I actually know um, some people, I know one guy who, he got a DUI, he got in a lot of trouble with his drinking, it was completely out of control. He was sober for six years and now he drinks on occasion responsibly and he drinks very occasionally and he's very mindful of it and he's been doing that for about five years now successfully without any bad things. So I'm, I'm certainly not one to say that, you know, it's an impossibility, but I think that before we even almost have the right to ask this question, we need to have some very significant time of sobriety and living life without alcohol to really explore the reasons we're drinking in the first place. My personal point of view and like in my life, freedom comes from not wanting to drink, from going back to like I see my kids running around and just having this amazing time and being the first ones out on the dance floor and 
not needing alcohol. And freedom comes from not needing it and not wanting it and going and doing all the work and the research to fill all the places that I was self-medicating with alcohol, with other things, um, you know, exercise, all of these other things so that actually I've become this whole happy person without drinking and I'm not using drinking to do it because using alcohol to self-medicate, not only is it addictive, so using anything addictive for medication is just dangerous full stop, but then using alcohol to self-medicate, all it really does is numb and take away the symptom. So you never deal with the underlying problem. You know, it's like having a huge skin infection on your hand. It needs antibiotics to cure it, to solve it, and you just put a Band-Aid on it and let it fester. And that's really what self-medicating with alcohol is like. So. Um, how I want to live is I want to live in a way that I never feel like I'm missing out. And if I wanted the occasional glass of wine and for whatever reason wasn't letting myself have the occasional glass of wine, I would feel like I was missing out. And that wouldn't be true freedom. But I understand that part of the work to get to that place of feeling like you don't even want to drink is going through a time and a period of self-reflection getting to know yourself, getting to understand why you're drinking in the first place, addressing those issues in this very um, mindful way that takes some significant amount of work in some cases, and then moving forward into this life where alcohol does become irrelevant because you can't be an occasional drinker when you're using alcohol to self-medicate because if alcohol is that important to you where you're using it for medicine, occasional drinking, it just, it doesn't even work. So. One of the most important things about this is it's only your experience that's gonna get you there. You know, you can read my book or read any sorts of books and you can hear about other people's experience and that's definitely gonna help. That's gonna give you the desire, the tools, it's gonna show you what's worked for other people, but it's only gonna be your experience. And if you haven't been able to even string together more than five or 10 sober days, every one of those days you're living in a state of withdrawal from alcohol because the alcohol hasn't even purged from your system so when you drink of course it's going to be relieving because it relieves that withdrawal so you're not going to be able to ever answer this question unless you have a significant time of experiencing your life completely alcohol free and my minimum recommendation is that you need to go through an entire calendar year. You need to be able to commit to a year where you can experience every single calendar event from birthdays to holidays and see how it is without alcohol. And a year is gonna give you enough time to really get beyond self-medication. It's gonna give you enough time to really learn how to self-care, self-care for your body, you know, with exercise and nutrition, which are natural anti-anxiety, antidepressant things that you can just start to take advantage of right now. It's gonna teach you how to regulate and deal with your own emotions without the crutch of alcohol, something you'll never learn to do if you are continuously drinking to numb your emotions because if you don't feel them, you're never gonna know how to deal with them. It's gonna you know, help you to learn how to be mindful, aware of your thinking, change your thought patterns, and you know, kind of from a spirit point of view, it's a year without alcohol is going to help you reconnect with what is important to you and find meaning outside of the bottle. Discover what you want in your life and what are your non-negotiables. Like my non-negotiables, the things for me that are like, okay, I will never go back to that point of addiction in my life is memories. Memories is a big one. You know, we have a finite amount of time on this planet with the people we love, especially with our children as they're growing so fast. And 
I'm not gonna give up memories. Like I'm just not, I'm not gonna put anything in my body that makes me not remember what is happening in my life. Even if those memories happen to be really teary sometimes and I'm upset and feeling left out, I'm not gonna give that up. And you know, another non-negotiable for me is just freedom. I'm not going to need anything, a substance. Yes, I'm gonna need you know, nature and exercise and all these good things, my husband, my kids, but I'm not going to need a substance. That's really important to me. And I think it's a whole different thing. I'm not saying if you need medication, like doctor prescribed medication, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about needing a self-prescribed addictive substance. I want freedom for that and that's a non-negotiable for me. And another one is ending cognitive dissonance. I'm not gonna do something that I don't wanna be doing. And so that's really, really important to me. And I couldn't have found any of those things out without time of sober self-reflection because you don't learn about yourself when you don't have enough brain space and capacity to know yourself and to give yourself that time. So, you know, the, the entire basis of asking this question, and I think it's a really good question that we should address, but it's all coming from fear. And I think that's important to recognize because you're, you're having fear of missing out. You're having a fear of being different. You're having a fear of life without your self-medication. You're having a fear of not having as much fun. And all of these fears didn't exist before you started drinking in regards to drinking. So all of these fears in effect are coming from alcohol which I think is, is really important. And um, I think that nothing is more influential than your own personal experiences in really overcoming these fears. And I think that's really important. You have to prove this to yourself. You have to give the gift, yourself the gift of finding out you know, how much you're missing. And um, sorry, I think my phone was... <laughs> Uh, hilarious. Anyway, so fear of your own emotions, fear of your own self, that's the most common thing. And it's most difficult to quit if you're drinking to escape facing yourself. Because if you're drinking to zone out, that is drinking to escape yourself. And in order to really be free and to be free enough to perhaps someday be an occasional drinker, you have to be able to face yourself. And I think that's, that's really important. Um, and so I would commit to a year. And if you can't commit to a year, if that gives you just dire fear, commit to a month, commit to 30 days, make a commitment you can keep. And then make one that you can do. You know, it's no good to say, okay, I'm gonna exercise every day um, and, and not be able to keep that commitment because actually not keeping your commitment adds to the whole cycle because it gives you guilt and guilt actually leads to drinking more and leads to more stress. And there's just tons of studies to prove that that actually makes you um, much more likely to drink more in the future. So make a decision, make a commitment that you can keep. Maybe it's 30 days, you know, and at the end of 30 days, even if you commit to that year, say the first 30 days are non-negotiable for me, I'm not going to drink, then make a plan, get prepared to deal with your emotions without numbing them. And um, if, if you can't do 30 days, if you can't that, make that commitment, you need to think really hard and really seriously about the fact that you may need to be physically removed from an environment where you have access to alcohol. And there's options for that. I don't know, I don't have any personal recommendations, but that's important. If this is important enough to you where you truly wanna be free, you need to 
realize that that addiction, that physical addiction can be strong enough where you can't even be around it or allowed access for those first 30 days. Because without this continuous time of sobriety and freedom, you're not going to be able to make these decisions, you know? And I think this question, like I said, is coming from a lot of fear. So invoke some consequences for yourself if you can't. So if you can't make it 30 days, then you have to really start to think about maybe going somewhere where you don't even have access. Um, And then really think about, do you want to continue on this path? Knowing that what you're drinking now in this state of drinking to numb out, drinking for addiction, is going to be more tomorrow. So this trajectory you're on is going one direction. And that direction is to a rock bottom crisis type experience, whether it's physically with your health, with your emotions, um, with your people that you love. And that is what is, that is where you're going. You're not, you're not on a neutral path here. You know, if you're drinking more and more and more, and especially when you're at a place where you want to be done, the trajectory is, is down. It is, it is going toward a crash. And so you need to really ask yourself, what is it worth to me to get off this train before it crashes? Because the train crashing is going to force you one way or another to get off of it. And, um, and that's not a pleasant place to be, but I believe that we can free ourselves before the train crashes, so to speak. And then I'd invoke positive peer pressure. So once you've decided, okay, 30 days, I'm doing this, um, or a year, I'm doing this, then, then tell people that you love and get their support. And then throughout the year, really be mindful and write down all of your experiences. Okay, I went to this birthday party. How did it feel? How did things go? What was my anxiety level? And if it was horrible, it was horrible. Write that down. If it was beautiful and surprising, write that down because you're going to need this at the end of the year to say, well, is it actually worth it to have that glass of wine two times a month or whatever? And I might be waking that alcohol monster and that addiction right back up. Is that worth it to me? So in true, you have a full break. It's almost like this question is irrelevant. And, you know, in a year, some amazing things start to happen. You start to learn how to enjoy yourself. You're not going to go a year without laughing. You start to learn how to be you. You start to learn how to deal with your real, true emotions. You get to know yourself. Hello, this is Annie. Nice to meet you. Oh, well, you're here. You were here before I started drinking. You're still here. This is great. You know, you start to know yourself and you get to experience all things and you get to make memories, sober memories that then you can draw on in times of like, oh, well, do I want to drink tonight? Oh, I remember the last party I was at. I didn't drink. It was great. And no, I don't want to drink tonight. So a year can eliminate the fear. It can balance yourself. And then once you've gone a year, my my bet is that your perceptions will have changed enough and you will have entered this life where you feel really free and whole and proud of yourself and you're probably not going to want to go back to occasional drinking but like i said i'm not one to ever you know dissuade the studies and and certainly studies show that people do and you know i think that if if that's important to you right now in order to get you through the first 30 days or the first year recognize it as fear and put that fear away by saying yes that's a possibility Maybe someday I can go back to having an occasional glass of wine. But understand it, having an occasional glass of wine and caring about alcohol little enough to only have an occasional glass of wine is a very different place than drinking every night to zone out. So I think it's a really, really good question, and I appreciate you asking it. And um, again, this is Annie Grace, author of This Naked Mind. Thank you so much. This has been Annie Grace with This Naked Mind Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can learn more at thisnakedmind.com. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe as it really helps us spread the word.